Welcome to Conservation Unfiltered, presented by Conserve the Wild, your destination for an unfiltered look at conservation. Now, let's get wild. All right, everyone, welcome back. I'm here sitting here with Talon. He's got a little bit of the giggles <laughs> from our pre-show conversation that we seem to have every day. How you doing, Talon? Better than you. Yeah, a little bit better than me. So let's just uh, get rolling right off the bat. Uh, turkey season opened up on Saturday. And uh, how'd that turn out for you? Better than you. Better than me. Yeah, yeah. You want to regale us with, well, tell us a little bit about... Uh, well, before I do, I, I do remember the last time we were talking about turkey on here, how confident you were that you were going to get a turkey. And that you were shooting a turkey. You were so confident that we even talked about recipes. Yeah. That you were going to use. Yeah. For the turkey that you shot. Yeah. On Saturday. Yeah. How's that recipe? Well, the, re- I'm yeah, sure the recipe. The is still great. Uh, I just haven't put it to use yet. Yeah. Uh, I'm the when it comes to hunting, I'm the eternal optimist. You know. There you go. Every you know, same thing with deer hunting. I, I go out a lot of days and don't see a deer I want to shoot, but uh, you know it's. I'm still optimistic. I mean, if I don't think I'm going to get anything, why go out, right? True. That's sort of the way I'm looking at it. So that's true. Yeah, that's true. But it was good. So let, let's it hear. Good. A, let's hear a little bit about this uh, success story of yours. My massive Jake. A, a turkey's a turkey. Heck man. yeah, man. Turkey's a turkey. Heck yeah, it doesn't bother me at all. But um, no, so I, I got like two. It's like a two-parter, two-part interesting story that tags along with my Jake. First of all, you know, uh, my wife runs all the time. Yeah, she's, she's one of those crazy people that runs for fun. Yeah, marathoner. She's run 14 <clears throat> of them, and, you know, running's taken her all over the place. She likes running different places, right? Well, she was running on a relay team in the Big Sur Marathon uh, this past weekend, which they won. Where her relay team won. Oh, the, did they? Where, yeah, where's the that whole thing. Uh, Big Sur, California. Okay. Yeah, so along the coast on Highway 1 there. Gotcha. That's her favorite marathons. Anyway, so she's out there. She has to leave Saturday morning at like 4 in the morning, right? We have a two-year-old at home. He's not ready to go out in the woods. I mean, even if he was, he can't keep quiet. He can't keep still. I can't take him turkey hunting. Right. So I'm not going to wake him up at 4 in the morning, drag him out to my parents' house to drop him off and wake my parents up at 4 in the morning. Because you're a good son. Watch him. Exactly, you know. I can wait, right? So... He wakes up at 8-ish o'clock, and I run him out to my parents, drop him off, and I get I don't get out. I don't get parked until 8.35. Okay, so that's the first part of the story. I'm getting out late because of my wife going, oh, not that I'm mad about it or anything. Right. Second part is the guy I normally hunt with on the first day. He was going out first thing in the morning in that field. The plan was he's going to shoot one. I'm going to come in, and I'm going to shoot one, right? Well, his family farm, so a cow got out. <laughs> it's never a fun day. Yeah, so, so he's in the middle of hunting, and he gets a text message from his uncle or mom or somebody says, you got to help get this cow back into the field. So he has to quit hunting, go take the cow back in the field. I'm texting him. I'm like, I'm going out. Like, Come back out. He's like, ah, no, I can't. i got to be somewhere at 930 or whatever it was. I'm like, Half an hour, we could we could do something. Like who knows? You know, he's like, ah, no, I'll just I'll go over to my parents and you know whatever. So okay, I pull in, eight thirty, pull in the parking lot, 
and I look out in the field that we hunt, and there's 15 turkey out in the field Jeez. already. Wow. And I'm like, all right, well, yeah, like, cool, that's exciting, right? Right, but how are you going to get to them? What now? the heck do I do? Right, yeah. Okay, so I'm sitting there, and this field, it's a big field. I don't know how many acres this, this field is, but, I mean, it's 200-plus yards long and 150-ish-plus yards wide. Now, in the middle of the field, there's a finger that comes out in like a little island of trees, you know, kind of like in a wet spot that they never plow, that right. like trees grow up, you know, mm-hmm. and it kind of like dots an eye there, and that's coming out of the back. My original plan was to go in that like dot, that little mm-hmm. tree island in the middle of the field, because they kind of, in the middle of the morning, they kind of cross that field all over where they're feeding, right? I can't get to that spot now, because turkey are going to see me walk there. It's only about 100 yards from where they were. So... I loop all the way back out around the road, walk up over into the next field and walk the tree line up the top. As I'm starting to get to the top of the field where I'm thinking I want to set up one of the places that they cross to go in the other field, I can see the birds. If I can see the birds, they can see me. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, what am I going to do now? <laughs> I dropped out on my stomach mm-hmm. and I army crawled. <laughs> I army crawled the last 50 yards to get to this big oak tree. There's like, you know, how hedgerows are on, mm-hmm. on the yep. sides of the field. It's like impossible to get through. Right. So like you set up on these areas that have a little bit of space. And this is one that has a little bit of space that the turkey like to come through. So I set up against this big oak tree thinking they are 200 plus yards away from me. Even if they see a little bit of movement, they're not going to freak out. So I get up and I get set up watch them for 15 minutes tom runs off these hens into the woods and follows them and then three jakes are left out in the field and they just start feeding and they're feeding their way right towards me i'm like i'm not even have to, i'm not even have to call i'm not gonna have to make a noise they're gonna walk right to me and be done with it right well as they're walking they get to the hill and i lose sight of them well for whatever reason they followed the bottom of the hill and went to the opposite corner hmm. but the, the same side i'm on you know so they're going just to the other corner I'm on the front corner. They're going to the back corner. I'm like, they're Jake's. If they see me, whatever, I'll go somewhere else and hunt. So I'm like, I'm going to try to get them. I get up, <laughs> I run to the other field and parallel that field. And in a dead, I'm in a dead sprint. <laughs> like, so this is an old field that hasn't been plowed for a while. So there's like all this high brush and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like shoulder height. I'm like running through, like <laughs> gun up in the air. I'm holding my pack down, running as fast as I can, like hoping like to not make noise. And I'm just crashing through stuff, right? So I get to this opening. It's like maybe about as big as the room we're in now, maybe twice as big where the turkey and deer and all stuff cut through. We have a tree stand in there. And I set up against a tree in the back. And I'm like huffing and puffing. Like, did you ever play those video games with the – hunting video games yeah that the guy like if you walk him up a hill too fast right. he yeah. gets up there and he's, <gasps> he's right. and then like you put his gun up and yeah, it's like it's moving, moving that's what yeah. i felt like i'm like <laughs> sitting up against this tree i'm like <gasps> like you're breathing all heavy can't see the end of my gun so finally i'm starting to compose myself i don't even know what i did i don't know if i like what call i made i just wanted to make noise like a turkey like all that crashing through the woods well, that i was a turkey a good plan it was it wasn't a person trying to shoot you it was a, it was a turkey so i like cut a couple times and then just waited and if they come they come they were coming by anyway if not then i'll just go somewhere else so not 10 seconds later i see three turkey moving through the woods right into this opening (laughs) right in front of where my gun is the two the first one i was like i wanted to see where they were going because there's some brush and stuff in there the one went the first one went behind the brush the second one went behind the brush 
the third one came right in front of the brush and I smoked them. That's pretty good. So yeah. in, in all, what, uh, how long were you from the time you left your truck, you know, you parked and you started to, to make that big loop around until yes. you shot? I left my truck at 835 and I tagged them at 915. Wow. That's good. That, <laughs> I that's, that's good. I know. That doesn't happen like that. No, that no. does not happen like that that no, often. Not too often. No, so, I, yeah. But it was fun, man. I had a blast doing it. And so I, I shoot this bird at 9.15. Now, my buddy has to be somewhere at 9.30, mm-hmm. you know, so he had, would have had to leave early. I sent him a picture. I made sure I sent him a picture at 9.30. <laughs> he had to build a bridge with his dad in the backyard over mm. the creek. So he, like, cut both sides of the yard, you know. And uh, I sent him a picture. I was like, have fun building your bridge. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah, it, it didn't uh... – it didn't work out quite so well for me. No, it didn't. I kept waiting for the text. I got the text from our other friend, and yep, yeah, I sent. He sent his, mm-hmm. and then I sent mine. And yep. then I'm like, I'm waiting for you to send yours. Yeah, and I, waiting for you to send yours, and waiting I, for you to send. I'm yours. still waiting. I'm still waiting to send it. Uh, it was windy. It was, yeah, it was. It was really windy. Yeah, it was. Um, it's really, uh, you know, because I hunted, you hunted down home here. Mm-hmm. I hunted up north where our still our buddy same. did. Yeah. Um, it was. It started getting windy about four o'clock in the morning up mm-hmm. there, and pretty much whenever I woke up. Um, so the night before there was a little bit of wind, but it wasn't quite as bad. I didn't hear any gobbles uh, the night before. I tried to put them to bed, and didn't. But that's semi-common for them up there. They don't seem to gobble a whole lot in the evening. Yeah. So I wasn't too worried about it. I still thought they were going to roost up on the ridge uh, on our property. So I was trying to cut them off. There's a big field down in the bottom on our neighbor's property. So my idea was when they fly down, try to sort of cut them off. And I had a real good spot. It was up against this big rock. I mean, there was no, you know, it, it, was, a, it was a good spot. Nice opening. But um, I'd say I was, I was in the woods by... 5.30, ready to go, take a little cat nap, and uh, by 6.30, 7 o'clock, I knew, you know, as windy as it was, they didn't roost up there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I decided, uh, you know, last Monday I saw, when I was up there, I saw a couple uh, birds actually cross our driveway. So I thought, well, you know what, I'll go and see if they just make a, a similar route. Uh, so sat down. I did put one, uh, one decoy out on our sort of access road just off so that if they, not that it, not that I was thinking it would actually bring them in, uh, just more of get their attention so that they're not looking at me if I have to, you know, move the gun or whatever. And uh, it was about eight o'clock and I saw them, I saw a Tom and a Jake walking together, coming from my right, uh, about 150 yards. And I'm like, they're gonna walk right in front of me. It's just a matter of, do they get close enough? Uh, they're still a little to my right after about 20 minutes of just sort of feeding through. Uh, but now they're at like 80 yards. And I was like, oh, they're, they're getting closer. Like, this is going to work out good. I hit the call a couple times. Um, I don't honestly don't even know if they heard me. But thought, you know, at least give it a give it a shot. Like I said, I don't know if they heard me or not. They were coming closer. So I was just going to let them do their thing and just hope that they got within 50 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were about 80 yards away. And. There's a line of camps that I was hunting behind, probably about 200 yards behind, and uh, right on the road there. And someone whipped into one of the camps and uh, got out of their truck and slammed the door. And as soon as that door slammed, 
because it was only oh, cool. it was only maybe a hundred yards from the birds. You know, as soon as they heard that door slam, they looked and they just flew. They both yeah. flew different directions. That's the worst. Like you think you're gonna yeah, like yeah, I you like they were coming. I was setup. like, this is gonna make sense. Like this, if I that was my plan. If I didn't see them first thing in the morning when they fly down trying to catch them going to that field, I thought I'm gonna go there because I've seen them mm-hmm. there. Um, and it just it was coming. It was all coming together, and then you know you got this weekend. Got this weekend. Gonna go out Friday. Yeah. Um, I didn't hear another gobble. Did you take off Friday. I took off Friday, yeah. and uh, gonna be taking off Saturday. And well, we're off Saturday, we're off. so we're gonna be doing doing that. So I think my plan for Sat for Friday is um, maybe try to hit the game lands a little bit. We mm-hmm. talked about that. I might try that. Um, do a little run and gun. Do a little run and gun. Um, you know, try to be a little more mobile because there's only so there's only so many places I can go on our property. Mm-hmm. We only have 70 acres. Uh, you know, the game lands there's close to 2,000 acres that I can sort of sprawl out on. So I'm going to try that on Friday. Hope that there's not as many people there on a Friday as there typically is on a Saturday. Yeah. And then Saturday, you know, maybe maybe try that second spot. Just sit hopefully like I did. Hopefully the weather cooperates. Yeah, hopefully the weather cooperates. Right now, it looks like rain. Mm-hmm. Both mornings, so I don't know how much calling I'll be, do. Rain can be yeah, a good I, thing too. I'm not you know, worried like about rain. Think, the turkeys, the rain. turkeys moving rain. They do. So I'm not worried about that. It's just going to make the me bugs wet. come out in the rain. That's why they come up out of the ground. Right. So it's like meal time. And I have good rain gear from going to Montana last fall now. Yeah. So I'm not worried about the rain. Uh, just I won't be able to use my slate call, which is my favorite call to use if it's raining. Yeah. It makes it tougher. Um, so got to get good at that mouth call. I I, mean, I have it. It's gonna you know we'll be. We'll be working with it, so yeah. if, if I have to. But, you know, it might be more of just trying to get in front of them, you know, yep. just whatever I can do. Uh, Saturday, <laughs> did you find any, find any ticks when you were out in the woods? This time, I did not. You did not? No, and as you know, I'm very diligent now. Yeah, yeah, you're very diligent. I've been very diligent. Yeah, um, and I felt like I always was. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I would be even more if I was in your situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually found three ticks. Uh, while I was sitting in the woods, I actually yeah. watched them. I <laughs> two of them at one point, and then one later. I watched them crawl on my boot, and then uh, I just watched them. Yeah. Because I wanted to see what would happen when they got to my pants. As soon as they got to my pants, they jumped off. Uh, I used I, I sprayed my everything the night before with the Promethean yep. stuff, and it has been like yep. awesome, unbelievable. Uh, it, it's a little pricey if you get the name brand stuff, but um, it's uh, worth every penny, no matter yeah. what it is you get. It's unbelievable how just to watch them jump right off your pants. Like, yeah. they just hate that stuff. I'll probably be investing. Yeah, I would. T- I would. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I am a definitely a believer in it. Mm-hmm. Um, last fall, I sprayed my dog's hunting vest with them, uh, let it dry before I put them on. I typically, where we hunt for pheasants, I don't see too many ticks on mm-hmm. them anyways, but I didn't see any last fall at all, so yeah. I don't know if that helped completely, but it definitely, I definitely believe that it helps a lot. Yeah. So anyone that's uh, worried about ticks, go out, yeah. get some Promethean and spray it on your clothes, anything that you're going to 
uh, use whenever you're outside. Uh, the trick is, you know, because it, it, you can get a little reaction to your skin, so you got to mm-hmm. make sure it dries before you put that right. those clothes on. The nice thing too is it does last a couple washes, wash cycles. Yep. Uh, so I even spray it on like the pants that I work in up, up at camp and outside. Like I spray it on those too. And I think it lasts it lasts for a couple months even if you don't wash the clothes. Mm-hmm. So which works yeah, if good. If you spray them at the beginning of the season, right. you're usually good throughout. Yeah, so that's especially good in for the fall, like for hunting in the fall. Yep. You spray it at the beginning of archery season, and then by the end of archery season, you're not really dealing with that many ticks right. anyway. So right, so that it's definitely something I recommend. This is a good time to take a quick break and mention one of our partners, SOS Gear. As you know, SOS Gear is a small business out of Montana who specializes in paracord products. Today, I want to highlight the rifle slings Chelsea makes. These things are tough. Available in 32 to 48 inch lengths, these slings are made to last. They come with Uncle Mike swivel attachments, which are also known for their durability. There are a wide range of colors to pick from, so you can make your own statement. Check out all the products she's made over at her Instagram, SOSGearMT, or her Twitter, at SOS Gear MT. You can order a rifle sling of your own at SOSGearMT.com. That's SOSGearMT.com. Why don't you tell everyone why you're so extra diligent because about ticks? Because Lyme disease is no joke. <laughs> <laughs> Lyme disease is no joke at all. Yeah, I missed you at work for a couple days. Yeah, yeah, and... Uh, it, it should have been more than that. I was toughing out coming to work just because yeah, I'm like, ah, I just I just got that cold thing going around. Yeah, you know, well, it, was, be, it was fall. I'll be you know, all right. I mean, yeah, it was. It people was. get sick. It was October. I, I won't. It was. It was the middle and third week of October because so I had my wife again, like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, big runner, marathoner, all this stuff. I run, but not like her. I run so I don't die. Mm-hmm. She runs as her hobby, right? So in the course of my running, so I don't die, I'm like, maybe I'll try a half marathon. So I started running a little bit more last summer, spent time actually training for a half marathon, like, you know, because I want to beat my wife, like I can't lose. Mm -hmm. So that was the third Saturday in October. And leading up to that, like I'm tapering off running and like, you know, getting ready to to run. I'm like starting to feel like crap. I'm like, go figure. I'm like, I'm going to get sick right before this thing. (laughs) And like, I'm not going to be able to beat her and all this stuff. And... I went to, uh, I was at a conference at the Intermediate Union mm. over in Indiana on Tuesday. So, and I hunted, I had hunted on Monday and hunted over the weekend and all that stuff. And I want to say it was Sunday night. Now reflecting back, I didn't realize it at the time. So I'll tell you the story, you know, kind of as it goes. So Tuesday I was there, ate lunch there and all that stuff because they provided lunch for us. And then Tuesday night, I'm like, man, I don't feel great, you know, like I had a dull headache, like I'll just get a good night's sleep. So I went to bed early, woke up, had a fever, and it was like a mild fever, like 100, took Tylenol, went back to the conference, and I'm texting my wife, Doran, and I'm complaining, like I'm not feeling good. I'm like, that food I ate here yesterday must have been, <laughs> so I'm trying to like say it was like what, you know, because like right. it's something out of the norm that yeah, I would, well, I mean, I would have eaten. Yeah. So I'm like, it must have been the food, like it was a buffet, people were going through touching stuff with their hands. I'm like, I got something from somebody at this buffet you know, the food that they gave to us. And uh, so that's what I brushed it off as for, for days. And then I'm like, ah, I just got a cold. I'm fine. I got a cold. I'm fine. Uh, so Friday night comes, my fever hits 103. And I am like, I am knocked out of commission. 
my wife's yelling at me, you know, you just got the flu, you're fine, you, I had the <laughs> flu, you do this. So, but I can't even move out of bed. Like, the pain, like, I can't even describe, like, I get migraines sometimes from getting hit in the head too many times, as, you know, as an ex-football player. Mm-hmm. The, the, the head pain that comes with it, I would take a migraine every day of the week over the pain that comes with the Lyme disease because it's a neurological thing, mm-hmm. so it attacks your nerves. So it's like the back of your head down through your neck, like you don't even want to move it. So I'm in bed. I can barely move. It hurts this laying this way. I try to lay another way. It hurts. You, you can't even lay in bed right. So you're just miserable the whole time. And uh, I'm still telling my wife, I'm like, I'll be fine. Good night's sleep tomorrow. I'll be fine to run this race in the morning. So the race is on Saturday, right? I wake up 103 point something. So it's gotten, my fever's gotten even higher. Like, I can't get this thing to break. I'm like, all right, I'm getting a shower and going into faster care. I obviously can't run a half marathon with 100 degrees. Well, as I'm showering, I look down, like, right in my crotch, and I see that bullseye mm-hmm. that they talk about. And uh, I'm like, it's not a cold. No, no, that's, uh, that's Lyme disease. <laughs> yeah, and in which, like, people think, like, it looks like a bullseye, mm-hmm. like a target. And I was reading that it only, that's only like that 25% of the time. Yeah, yeah. Like my bullseye was in the fact like it was really, really red right at the bite. And then it's like a day later, like because of the the red and spreads. Mm -hmm. So it's like real red in the center and then a little lighter red on Mm -hmm. the next ring and then a little lighter red on the next ring. You know what I mean? So it's not like a perfect circle, like especially because where it was. So like mine was kind of like, like in like the, I don't know, like the The crease crease of your leg of my leg and hip, you know? And uh, so it was kind of like oblong right. shape. So I looked down. I knew what it was right away. Went in, got an antibiotic, and that was on Saturday. I got the antibiotic. I took off of work Monday, I think. I Was it Monday and maybe Monday, Tuesday? I think maybe Tuesday, too, yeah. But honestly, from the time I started taking that antibiotic, it, like, instantly better. So hmm, that was just crazy. another reason, like, yeah, it's definitely Lyme. Right. The test came back that it was Lyme, obviously. Um, but then, like, reflecting back on it, I remember Sunday night, like getting a shower. So I hunted Saturday night and I remember getting a, and I always get a shower after I hunt too. Cause mm-hmm. that's like another way of just checking right. for checks. Checking. Unless I'm at camp, you know, we don't have running water, but uh, like at home, I hunt at home. I come in, I get a shower right away. Right. Like a shower before, like especially after just to, it's a way to check for ticks and yeah. wash them off if you miss them. Right. So I'm finally missed one. And Sunday, I remember, like, you know, you're just, like, washing yourself. And, like, you know, like, you, you ever, like, scratch your arm or something? You, like, pick almost, like, a scab off? Yeah. Well, I remember being itchy mm-hmm. in that area. And I scratched. And, like, it was like I picked a scab off. But I was in the shower. So by the time I could even see what it was, like, in my fingernail, it, like, washed down and went down. Right. At the time, I didn't think anything of it. Yep. Then when I woke up that next Saturday and had the, the mm-hmm. ring, I'm like, it was, that was a tick. That was, that was the tick. Yep. You know, so yeah. I just, one of those things, but yeah. Lyme disease is no stinking joke. Yeah, I mean, man. some people don't even get any rash. Right. They just, they just get the symptoms right. as or, a result from it. Or is it just because they didn't notice it, the rash? That could be too. You know what I mean? That because could be too, yeah. Because they bite you and we're, you know, they right. go to places that you don't really see. You know, right. like where mine was, that's a typical place, like in your like yeah. crotch. Yeah, they seem to know, like armpits, tight crotch. Yeah. yeah, warm, moist Warm, moist, areas. tight places. Like, you know. So a couple times that I've gotten bit by a tick, um, luckily for me, I've, I have found them, I'd say within hours of getting yeah. bit. Like within one or two hours of getting bit, right? But it always seems to be like around the waistband, mm-hmm. um, under your arms. Yeah. Um, I think one time I had one in the back of my knee. 
so places where it's like tight, yeah. you know, where your clothes are fitting a little tight or, you know, places they can sort of hide themselves or not, you yep. know, it's not like it's going to be well, think right of in like the middle, when you have them on deer, they're always in their armpits behind right. their ears, behind their ears, places yeah. like that. Yeah. So those are the spots you really want to yeah. look at. I, I always do. It's just finally. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's and they got to be in you for a while. Like right. you don't get bit and get Lyme disease. Right. It's like, like it's it takes like, like 24 thing. to 48 hours for it mm-hmm. to transmit and all that. Yeah. yeah. So, but I mean, Saturday night to Sunday, that was me. I mean, they're, you know, they're small. They're yeah. they're easy to miss. You yeah. know, it's not like this, you know, like we're going to get the cicadas here in this summer yeah. uh, coming oh, back. You know, those God. things are huge. And that's not what you're looking for. You know, you're no. looking for this tiny little thing that right. can be very easily missed. Um, you know, so. It is. Those are every 17 years. Seven, this is 17 Last years. Last time I was yeah. 17 years oh, old. There you go. I remember working at the Christmas tree there farm you. and they were always like landing on yeah. me. Yeah. Oh, I remember dealing with those uh, when I was playing baseball. Yeah, they're back. So, uh, go fishing. Miserable. Go fishing. Yeah, good time to go fishing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So, Lyme disease isn't the only tick-borne issue. Um, there's, you know, some issues with the Rocky Mountain tick and um, spotted fever and some things like that. But the, the other big one that's getting a lot of press in the hunting world is coming from the Lone Star tick, which uh, you can... you note that one that has a little white dot mm-hmm. on its back uh not something we have locally here in pennsylvania although it is starting to creep up across the the pa line i think you're crazy um, it's not a little happen. bit no way we um, don't gotta worry about it uh but you can get alpha gal syndrome and what is alpha gal? <laughs> is, that where I'm, is that what i'm supposed That's, to say <laughs> no, i mean you can great uh so basically the real big one with that what it is is it's an allergy to red meat how terrible would That'd that be? be? Miserable. Yeah, that would be miserable. No, um, I will say the only red meat I eat is deer meat, to be honest. Uh, I eat beef. I mean, when I, I go I, I should say a hamburger. You know, if I, if hamburger, I go out. a good steak. Yeah, that, uh, things but that's like that. out. Like, we don't even eat, like, we don't have that at our house. We well, eat red meat at our house. I do, because my wife's not, I haven't con- converted her to solely venison in the house. You'll but, get her there. Uh, slowly, You'll slowly but there. surely, we'll get her there. I got her on, I got mine on, on deer. I can't pheasant and turkey and stuff for whatever reason. She won't eat that. Hmm. But deer all day long. I had better. I, I had better luck with pheasant than I did yeah. than I did deer. But um, yeah. So, anyway, I, I go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so it it really is like a food allergy to red meat. Um, so you get the hives, you get the swelling of your you know your neck, your throat, your your tongue. Um, when you eat red meat. That some digest some digestive issues as well. You can get hives. Uh, you can even get anaphylactics, which is, huh. you know, that big, like when someone, when you think of someone with like a, a peanut allergy, right. they eat some peanut butter and, you know, they can't breathe the EpiPen, all that stuff. Same deal. The difference though, and this is why it seems from what I've read of why it's hard to diagnose this is these symptoms don't show up for like three to six hours after you eat the red meat. Whereas like with someone's allergic mm. to peanut butter, it's instant, you know, with uh, with us, it could be you eat dinner and then all of a sudden at midnight you're having these symptoms. That's weird. So it's hard for people to sort of put that together. That'd be weird. Now I have heard stories that uh, you know as far as the severity of it, uh, it seems to be worse with people that are exposed to more bites of the Lone Star Tick. So the more you get bitten, the worse your symptoms are, as opposed to just like huh. with Lyme disease, you get bit, you could yeah. get bit once and then you have Lyme disease, and that, right. that's it. Um, and it also, they're starting to see some people are able to, like this food allergy, this will actually decrease 
as long as you don't get bit again. So you might not be able to eat red meat for five or six years, and then all of a sudden you're able to good. you're able to eat like so, so a half a hamburger. What do you and do? Then just the chance it year, every once in a while? Yeah, like, pretty I much. Yeah, like if you're not having like the real heavy symptoms whenever you eat. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's so far research is saying that it doesn't. Um, you know, it's not a lifelong thing. Like it yeah. can get less in severity. That would be absolutely miserable. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't even imagine. See, people complain about the winters up here, but winter keeps oh, hey, keeps bugs that kill you away. Listen, I don't like <laughs> shoveling snow. I don't like the overly cold temperatures, but I will gladly put up with that over some of the you know things that southern states have to deal with, like yep. gators and snakes and alpha gal yep. syndrome exactly. and you know 120 degree weather i mean uh, exactly. I'm, I'm cool with having four seasons here yeah uh even if we sometimes get them all four seasons in, in one, one day, day uh it's still you know it's still better um i'm hoping that we don't have to worry about ticks too much this year it'd be nice if there's a rough winter a lot i will say that of the of the deer that we shot you know i sort of this year we shot five um Five, six. We shot six deer on our property. Uh, I was at camp for five of them. And, uh, you know, I always sort of look a little bit, you know. And, you know, when you're dealing with it, you mm -hmm. know, you end up with someone you from time to time. So checking. Uh, I saw very few ticks on our deer this past yeah. season. So I'm hoping that that's a Hopefully. positive trend. Yeah. <laughs> down down here, uh, the ticks are always worse than up at camp, though, too. They are. So I'm hoping up at camp it's not bad. We've also yeah. been spraying, uh, trying to, we have a bunch of ferns on our property since we timbered. So we've been trying to use some herbicide to knock those down. Yeah. Uh, and since we started doing, we've been doing that for about four years now, you know, because we can't afford to spray the entire property because that herbicide for those ferns is very expensive. Uh, but since we've been doing that, we haven't seen as many ferns. I don't know if that's because the yeah. habitat's not there for the ticks or if it's the herbicide actually killing the ticks. Right. I don't know. Either way, I'm I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, uh, I'm happy. The the less ticks, the better. Well, that's what uh, you know. People don't realize like how many ticks can even be in your yard. Oh yeah. You know, like everybody has a nice shrubbery around their house. Mm -hmm. Like that's just a haven for them. Yeah, you know? I have no shrubs, no trees. Literally yeah. just grass. Yeah. Uh, around my house, and one because I don't want to take care of it. Mm -hmm. uh, because any kind of gardening landscaping I do tends to be food plot stuff. Yeah. I'd rather spend my time doing that. Uh, but the other reason too is just that, you know, not yeah. having that habitat for those things like snakes and ticks and bugs and yep. ants and termites and yep. everything. I cut I down a lot with. of stuff. I still got stuff up in front of my house, but I cut down a lot of it when we moved in. Luckily when I moved in, there were none. Yeah. All my neighbors have a bunch of trees, which is great. Gives me some shade, but yeah. Uh, I want no trees. I don't want to worry about cleaning <laughs> yeah. up leaves during hunting season. No leaves and sticks, nothing. nothing. You don't no. have to worry about yeah. any of so that. All I do now is take the leaf blower and blow them back into the neighbor's yard because yeah. they're their trees. They're their trees. Yeah. They can deal with their leaves. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, I'm trying not to deal with that. So I plant none of that. Do plant rhubarb. Yeah. Some rhubarb plant. Yeah. And I'm ready to get my first harvest already, which really? is way early. Are you so. going to make rhubarb pie? Yeah. I yeah, I have two, pie. I have two uh, pie, pie crusts in the fridge waiting. Oh so when I get a little tie, a little free time, There's I'm going to make some rhubarb. In, in Brookville, they make like a wild berry pie. It has like rhubarb and blackberry and raspberries and blueberries and whatever in it. It is so good. Uh, my wife and I argue all the time because I'm a pie purist. Yeah. I love strawberry pie. I okay. love rhubarb pie. 
I hate strawberry rhubarb pie. You're nuts, man. You're taking two amazing pies and oh, making a lesser dude. pie from them. I would rather have two separate pies. I don't think that's a lesser pie. I do. I, I, I Give me just straight rhubarb. <sighs> I mean, no, no, don't get me wrong. I like rhubarb yeah. pie. But no, 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 I'm just I will telling say you, this, this wild berry uh, pie that they make, oh, it's so good. No, I will say this. From this first cut of rhubarb, I probably won't have enough to make a pie. I will, but I won't because as I cut it, uh, what I do is I take a couple stalks and I'll just chunk them up and then mix, put a, put a little sugar in a bowl uh -huh. with it and just let it sit for about 20 minutes. Yeah. Sugar takes out all the moisture, makes like a nice almost like yeah. jelly type deal. Yeah, and I've I done just, that with strawberries I just too. eat it like that. So I won't have enough for a pie in this first cut, yeah. um, but it'll be because of that, because I oh, eat that love way. Love rhubarb pie. Yeah, rhubarb is, is the way to go. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. So anyways, uh, to, let's end this with a, okay. a hot take from you. <laughs> what On what? Anything that we talked about today. Give me a hot take. Um, looking down at our notes, <laughs> I like the fact that Lyme disease causes memory loss because now I have an excuse at home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, I actually uh, just listened to another podcast. I got so many other issues yeah. from memory loss. Anyway. Like, I, I to I'm lucky you remember how to get down I, here from, from your room to record. I know. Uh, just listened to another podcast. And I, I don't think it's a recent one from the Mediator podcast with Steve Ranella. He got Lyme disease. And he was recounting his story about yeah. how he finally figured, they finally figured out that's what it was, uh, where he got in his vehicle and he actually drove and had to call his wife, had only enough wherewithal to call his wife and say, I have no idea where I am. I have no idea how I got here. Yeah. All he knew was this is the number I need to call to call my wife. Uh, and then after about an hour or two of antibiotics, that went away whenever yeah. they finally got him to the doctor and all that stuff. But I mean, that, I mean, it's well, and you know what, that, that kind of stuff, it is serious stuff. I caught mine early enough. If yeah. you catch it early, like you're good. But if you, don't catch it for months or even years. Like you have these long lasting effects. Yeah. And it can be Lyme recurring disease. where you right. can get these symptoms they said again I should be later okay. on. Because I caught mine early That's enough good. and got on it. They said I should be good and not have to worry about like symptoms coming back. But the longer you put off getting medicated, the worse off you are in the long run. Yeah. That's, um, so I guess that's a, that's a great hot take, you know, just yeah. be vigilant. You know, yeah. I mean, and it's not, yeah, I mean, we expose ourselves a lot to it because we're out in the woods, we're hunting, we're doing habitat work, yep. we're doing that stuff. But, you know, even people like my wife, you know, when she goes outside to do whatever she's going to do outside, like, yeah, it's a yard. Yeah, it's in suburban Pennsylvania, but you still, still going to have you, you still got to, yeah, they can be there. So you still got to mm -hmm. make sure you're checking yourself and, and make sure that kind of stuff. Uh, so uh, for a hot take for me, just to go a little bit different, just found out. Uh, this week that there is a Lyme disease vaccine for dogs. I know. Not for people, but there is one for dogs. Like, come on, right? I got my dog Lyme vaccinated when he was like six weeks old. Why not me? Yeah, yeah. So if you have dogs, especially if you have hunting dogs, uh, get you, pay for it. Get it done. Mm -hmm. That way, I mean, you still don't, you still want to do the, the preventative trick tick treatments, you know, whether it's a collar or chewable mm -hmm. or the, the liquid you put on their back, because uh, you still don't want them bit by ticks, right? right. That, that's not good. They're a parasite. Uh, but if we can prevent them from getting Lyme disease, because they're going to have the same kind of symptoms that, that people have. Mm -hmm. My uh, dog got Lyme even after being vaccinated, because really? he got Lyme between the two shots. Oh, he got his first shot, and then before he got his booster, he got Lyme. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well. Yeah, he had a rough go, man. Yeah. We thought he was dying. He was just laying there. Yeah, We're like, I mean, what, you, what, is, what is he doing? Man? Yeah, my aunt had a basset down that got Lyme disease. And yeah. bassets aren't known for having 
a tremendous amount of energy. Yeah. But this, I mean, when she had Lyme, I mean, it was like, yeah. there's something wrong with this Wouldn't dog. eat, wouldn't get up to go to the Nothing. bathroom. No. Yeah, it was bad. Mm-hmm. So uh, luckily, you know, it can be reversible, you know, antibiotics, yeah. things like that. Same with us, but same deal. The longer it takes before you get those antibiotics in that dog, yep. the worse they're going to have for the rest of their life as far as flare-ups and things. So, yeah. um, you know, get that vaccine. There's my hot take for you. Get that vaccine. There you go. Good luck to me this weekend. Good luck to you. <laughs> and good luck to whoever I call for. I'm going out. I'm going to go up to camp and call for somebody if they want me to. If not, I'm going to fish. You can that's come call for do. me. Come <laughs> I, call for yeah, me. I could. If no, yeah, I will. <laughs> well, hopefully I won't need you to. Uh, hopefully Saturday morning I can sleep in because, yeah, again, the eternal optimist hunter that I am, I'm shooting a, I'm shooting a turkey on Friday morning. Nice. I'm going to end it just like that.